You can have all the money in your hand All the possessions anyone can ever have But it's all worth your treasure True worth is only measure Not by what you got, but what you got in your heart You can have, you can have
to pick a new name to mark your freedom Heritum.
All right, y'all. Hey, what's going on out there? How y'all doing this wonderful Monday afternoon? Welcome to Let's Talk on Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Mr. Talk in the house. Hope everybody is doing well. All right, man, we got a great show planned for you today. Hey, that music, Miss Cynthia Revo, and it's called Stand Up. Talking about a nice, nice song, man. I had to play that again. I'm like, wow. But anyway, welcome to the show. And uh, we got some stuff for you today. We catching up, okay? So you may have heard a little bit about some of the stuff we're going to talk about. Then you may not have heard some of the stuff we're going to talk about. Uh, But either way, we're going to talk about it today. Um, Yeah. (laughs) So let me see how you be a part of the show. The first and easiest way is just call me at 347-838-8622. You can also email me at ericletts, L-E-T-S, talk at gmail.com. And our chat room is open at www.blog, B-L-O-G, talkradio.com forward slash Mr. Talk. So those are all the ways you can hang out with me today. And I do like hearing from you and, you know, hearing what's on your mind, depending on what we're talking about. Uh, Let's see, what else going on here? Oh, you had the Republican CPAC. Last week, uh, we'll talk about that next week. <laughs> you know, it's basically same old, same old. Not too much that's brand new there. But anyway, regardless, we got a lot to talk about today. We're gonna tell you a little bit about what actually happened in the state of Texas during the winter storm. We're gonna talk about kneeling for the national anthem. Why is there still such a big problem with that, especially among universities and colleges, and their uh, people <laughs> put it that way uh let's see uh and we may get into some stuff about corona and california and things of that nature but you know before we go on and get into our main topics let me tell you all something you know i don't think i was no nah, when i was on there wisdom black history month so i didn't really talk much about this impeachment hearing that went on in January or February, whenever the heck it went on, seems like forever now. Um, but then I tell you that I said it that if they didn't do the 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 Senate hearing right after the impeachment hearing, they weren't gonna convict that man. They weren't gonna convict him, and sure enough, and it, it's all you know based on emotions. That's all it was. Because right after everybody was, yeah, he did it until uh, they had some time, a month or so to cool off and really think about it, get threatened or whatever, get their little side money. Once the hearing was there, it was over. It was over before even it, it begun. And uh, Lindsey Graham and a couple others had a meeting with the man and told him that. It's over. Don't even worry about it. So, you know, things seem like, oh, yeah, we, we're going to wait and let Biden, you know, get his – um. Let Biden get his uh, policies in place and things, and then we had a hearing. No, that was just a smoke screen, y'all. That was just a smoke screen, okay? And that's what it was, a smoke screen. But it's okay, because anybody who was paying attention really knew anyway <laughs> what was really going to happen. Because regardless of what you may think, you still got the, the diehards out there. And the diehards aren't going to let it just die like that. So you you just forget that. You forget that. But, you know, we'll talk more about that next week. 
when we start talking about the CPAC speech that um, Trump gave, which was very, very interesting. It had a lot of hidden messages and, of course, a lot of the same old, same old. But we'll talk about that next week. Uh, <laughs> I keep saying it, but dang on it, I keep talking about it, huh? But anyway, so forth and so on. Let's get on. Did I tell you? Yeah, I told you how you can be a part of the show. You know, because I do like hearing from you. I really do. And I want to hear what you have to say. So feel free to press one on your keypad if you're calling in. And um, I'll see it and I'll let you in and I can hear what you have to say. Um, as I said before, chat room is open at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Mr. Talk. And email ericletstalk at gmail.com. So that's it. All right, that's it. So let's get to talking about what happened in Texas because that was, whoo, it was an adventure, y'all. That's right. It was an adventure because I live in Texas, so I could tell you firsthand what was going on. Uh, and, of course, it happened, what, the 14th to the 17th order. It was a week, a week in early week in February. And, man, when that snow dropped, it dropped. Trust me. And early in the year, we had a little snow here in Texas. We did. And people were out making snowmans because it was snowing, but it wasn't really cold and windy. Okay. But this winter storm, Yuri, oh, my goodness, there was, that, that was no joke, y'all, because it was cold outside. Okay. It was so cold outside. I had to keep going, knocking the ice off my uh, <laughs> my heater. That's how cold it was. And um, it's interesting that as the, it got worse throughout the week, man, people started losing power. The water stopped running for some of them. And, and it was really crazy. It really was. Now, it was interesting because before they started, the plan by ERCOT, which happens to be, you know, a group that runs Texas electrical grid, you know, since Texas is not really hooked up to any more, anyone else's, the, the federal grid, they like on their own little thing there. So that was part of the problem. Okay. That was part of the problem. Um, you know, ERCOT is on um, the Electric Reliability Council of Texas, okay? And it is, as I said, the state's independent system operator and leading electricity distributor, okay? And it's, it manages over 90% of Texas electrical load. Now, before they had a meeting, you know, they had a meeting like a week or so before the storm was supposed to hit, and they spent like 20 seconds on it. That was it, just 20 seconds. It wasn't really, uh, they didn't work, let's put it that way. And I think it was based on the storm that came through earlier that month, and they didn't realize it was going to be much, much worse, although meteorologists were actually predicting they were actually predicting that this was going to be a nasty storm. But, of course, they didn't pay any attention to it. Um, yeah. So, back to the electricity thing. Now, when it first came out and they realized they were in trouble, okay, that's uh, the first couple of days they realized, okay, we get new, you know, we just can't produce all this stuff, uh, electricity. 
the decision was made to do rolling blackouts. And of course, rolling blackouts, you know, they turn elect they turn the electricity off for so long, then they're supposed to turn it back on. And then another group uh, section, you know, gets the same thing. Well, people, <laughs> after they did the first couple, a problem problem developed, and that was the electricity was not coming back on. It wasn't coming back on. Because the the original thought, the original plan was to do the rolling blackouts for 45 minutes to an hour, then turn that back on, turn somebody else off. The only problem was people ended up being without electricity for three, four days, three or four days. And each day it got colder during the storm. So then you end up with 4.3 million people without electricity. And the reason why, because operators were forced to shut down multiple generating units that had not been winterized, including including wind, natural gas, and nuclear power stations. And here's, here's where it got interesting at. The governor, when he first came on, first thing he said was, what he wanted to claim was it was because of the wind turbines freezing up. Okay, that that's what he said. But uh, you know, it, it sounded good to those that don't know. But Texas only gets what twenty three percent of the power from wind. Twenty three percent. So that's less than a quarter of the power. I know that sounds like a small number, but if you really look at it, yes and no, yes and no. However, once again, it goes back to. PPP, as we as we used to say in the army, piss poor planning. That's what it came, down, you know. That's that's what it is. It came down to piss poor planning. Because there was another storm in 2011 that did a lot of damage, and 1989 and 2018. And I think. What happened was after the storm of 2018, also there really were, there were no power outages. So maybe this group of people decided, say, "Well, we're good. You know, we don't need to winterize anything. We're good." Well, the only problem with that was uh, they needed to winterize it because this storm was a lot worse than the first the, those other ones. Anytime you're dealing with water. Anytime you're dealing with water, okay, it's bad because it can get cold. And if you don't winterize, in other words, take precautions like with the wind turbines, there's a special coat you can put on, on those turbines, you know, to keep them from freezing up and stuff like that. Some, they do the airplanes. You know, as far as electrical plants and things like that, you can build a building around them. Or, you know, make sure you have some kind of antifreeze or something running through there so the water won't freeze as it's trying to pass through. Unfortunately, that's what happened. The water started freezing up going through these these um, plants and things, and they had to shut them down. Poor SARS, Texas was really uh, not too far off from having a massive state blackout. Yeah. A state blackout. 
That would have been even worse. But, you know, we survived it. We did. We survived it. But the leading cause was lack of leadership from the governor because no one really gave it any consideration. I'm going to tell you how, how little they thought of this, this, this storm coming up. Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick, okay, told the legislature, state legislature when they were in session to worry more about the, uh, what they call it, Star Spangled Banner Act, which basically was making sure that every publicly funded activity was required to play the national anthem. That's what his priority was. Then you had my favorite person, the little raggedy Ted Cruz. And what did he do? He goes off to Cancun. Oh, I forgot. He was taking his kids. Well, why couldn't his wife have taken them? But anyway, I'm not going to get started on that. (laughs) I see you, Triple One. I'll get to you in a minute. Um, But, yeah, so... Not only did they lose power, but they began to start losing water because the water plant's pipes started freezing. Now, in this state, I understand what some of you say. Well, it's Texas. They're not used to that kind of uh, of thing. But standard maintenance, what we used to call an army, PMCS, would have prevented this anyway. You know, it's like a man going into a uh, tool store, and he see all these tools. And I, because I do it all the time and I'll buy a tool. I may not need it right then, but just in case, just in case. But there wasn't, there was no just in case thought process here. And maybe because some of the board members actually didn't live in the state of Texas. Yeah. But, and the other part is, nobody wants to say, but Texas is run by Republican government for quite some time now. So when y'all try, when they, y'all start hearing the, the political spin about how the Democrats' uh, green policy didn't failed in Texas, no. Because Texas is run by Republicans. Just going to put that out there. It is a red, red state. You know, now this this company that was charging these individuals all this money for bills, it was it's called Gritty. And I know a lot of you are, are not aware of just what type of company this is. Well, there are, are certain, since Texas has, you know, deregulated their electrical uh, policies and stuff uh, Companies Anybody can come in with a competitive price That's their thought process behind it And offer services But Greedy and others And some others out there Are these companies that you prepay For your electricity In other words What they're saying is You you may pay for a couple of days of electricity Then you find out what your bill is Then you pay again So forth and so on The only problem with that Is as the price of um, uh, 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 electricity goes up, so does your bill. And when this hit, 
the price of what Giddy Gritty was paying for their electricity to uh, give to the people skyrocketed. And of course, they passed it on to the consumer. There's one one woman, I think she received a bill for like $9,000 and she's suing in class action suit. But yeah. So that 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 is what happened with the large bills. That's what happened with the large bills. Why people got charged so much. Now, if you had a, a, a retail, yeah, a retail electrical company, then your bill wasn't that high, that much difference from what, what you were, had been paying monthly anyway. So that's where the large bills come from. They basically came from those prepaid companies. Yeah, those prepaid companies. So that's that's it. But let me get this call in because they didn't hit me twice now. Let me get them in. All right, let's see. Triple One, welcome to the show. Who do I have here? What you got for me? Hey, Eric, what's up? Joe. Hey, Joe. I figured it was you. (laughs) What's going on? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to find out about the water you're talking about. When you're saying the water didn't go through, what do you mean? Well, you know, um, what what I'm what I mean is, uh, a lot of those, those instruments like the nuclear plants and uh, things like that, you know, are run. It has water, and the pipes. It got so cold where they are. The pipes actually froze because there was no installation insulation for the pipes. So the water froze as it came through the pipes, which caused ERCOT to have to turn off systems, which limited the amount of electricity that could be put out. Yeah, what what does the water do? What's the water for? Well, in, like in nuclear, the nuclear thing, it cools down the reactors. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and does that, is that the, uh, where most of your, uh, your power comes from, the nuclear reactors? Well, no, uh, really only 11%, but it's, it's a part of the, of the grid that they do use. Mm-hmm. 46%, 46% is, is the most, and that's natural gas. But as I was researching, what I found it is um, a lot of that froze. The pipes and things froze, and they had to shut them down. And once you start shutting down, but you got a peak in, in service, then, yes, you, you have no choice. Yeah, but that's I where still the don't know what comes. the water does. Is it, is it like the waters that are needed for the turbines and to create? Um, yes, 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 exactly. That's what it's for? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it's for. Yep. And see, what the other part I didn't add was there's still um, there were, um, the, the water system broke down as well. You know, the plants and stuff. And so they had to issue boil orders for a lot of people in the state as well. So, and a lot of people went days without water. Yeah, I heard that. I just wanted to know what the water was for, for industrially. Yeah. I mean, it was for the turbines in order to create energy. Um, okay, because I don't know, um, you know, uh, about the electrical functioning of the power plants. Uh-huh, right. When, it, when the storm I... came, how cold uh-huh. was it? Well, when the storm came, it, it originally was around 30 degrees. Uh-huh. But as, as the days went on, it dropped. 
I know that one Monday, one Tuesday morning, no, Monday morning we woke up, it was like five degrees outside with a wind chill, minus 10. Now, I know for a lot of people in, in cold places, you know, that oh, that's not really cold. But for the state of Texas, yes, that's yeah. that, that's crazy. Yeah, for me, yeah, for me, those are in cold temperatures. But for, right. them, but for Texas, what I understand, like in the wintertime, like the coldest you get ordinarily is like 40 degrees, 45, something like that at the most. Well, some nights below freezing, you know, no lower than 20, maybe 2019. On a cold, cold night, but that's it, you know. But here, you had the snow, you had the the, the cold, cold, the wind, and all that in combined with in, in combination with nothing being fixed or prepared for that kind of cold weather, you know, frigid weather. So that just added a whole lot of more problems to the situation. Yeah, I would have thought it would have been a lack of preparation. You know what? I was listening to Hannity a couple of days before the storm hit, right? Now, right. Hannity is situated in New York City. Right. He has a meteorologist that's also, I think, situated in New York City. This guy, he loves, he, he was talking about himself one day. He loves weather. He, was, he loved weather ever since he was a kid. So he became a meteorologist. He broke into Hannity's program to let Hannity know, to, to issue a warning to his 15 million listeners that that storm was coming in Texas, and it was only going to be about 35 degrees or so, but because Texas wasn't really prepared for, like, say, six inches of snow, which for me is nothing, <laughs> but they right. wouldn't be prepared for six inches of snow or 35 degrees, that it could cause major uh, major problems. So Hannity right. relayed the message, you know, to everybody who was listening. And, you know, and it, you don't have to be in New York. You can just listen to iHeartRadio, and you can catch uh, you can catch Hannity or Limbaugh before he died, etc. And so he relayed the message, and then the, then the storm came, and then you know, like you say, we heard that it was the um, windmills and the solar. Yeah. Solar yeah. that caused yeah. damage. Yeah, no. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, it had it, it had yeah. it had a little to do with it, but not you know it wasn't the major cause cause of the failure. No. But of course, but, you know when when you have always have tragedies uh, or, or you know things happen like that, they're always going to try and, and 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 put a political spin on it. And we know the Republicans are, are against really, especially this last group against the Green New Green Deal. So they took an opportunity to say, "See, see, this is what we're talking about right here. That's why wind power won't work." But it wasn't just the wind power. Oh, the no, wind turbines. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they do have a point, though. I mean, the turbines did stop. Solar panels didn't work, and if uh, the majority well, of Texas. Well, Joe, here's once again, here, mm-hmm. here's the issue. If they would have winterized and put the coating on the turbines, like, you know, it's recommended in, in states like yours, if y'all have wind turbines, then it wouldn't, the chances of it happening would have been a lot lower than, you know, it, it actually happening. You see what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So, you know, it, it's more of piss poor planning or, or preparing for it because, it doesn't get that cold in Texas, so we need to worry about it for. And then you also have to factor in the money aspect of it, 
because it is expensive to do that if you have didn't do it before, you know, when yeah. they were first built. So you have to look at that as well. And being that Texas has its own grid, except for a couple of parts of the state up, up north and out west, everybody else runs off of one grid in the state, and it's not connected to any federal, you know, grids, mm-hmm. electrical grids. So once everybody starts turning heaters up, you know, and got stuck in the house, then yeah, there there was more there was more requesting that they could provide, and that's when they came up with the plan of rolling blackouts, which was good. You know, it, it was a good idea. The only problem is they couldn't get the the, the power up enough Thanks. to keep yeah. the, you know, keep it doing. Yeah. So the yeah, more people who who did the rolling ended up you know being set for rolling blackouts, a lot of them didn't get their power back. Yeah, I heard that. And I also yeah. heard the bill for 9000 There was one bill for $17,000. Yeah. And I'm saying yeah. to myself, um, the power plants that needed the uh, the oil or the gas or the electricity that was needed to power uh, the people whose, whose power went out, why would it be that large? I like to investigate that. Well, you know, the... the they are investigating the investigating that now. They they really are. Yeah, because it, it's need, let's say you know, let's say you would normally have to pay sixty five dollars a month for for the gas and for the electricity. Let's just say now the power okay. goes out, right? Now the power mm-hmm. goes out because the power plant uh, crashed for some reason. So now that power plant is trying to get energy from another power plant, and right. that power plant. Um, if it has electricity or the oil or whatever it needs, it gives it to the power plant that's crashed. Why would, you know, a $65 bill all of a sudden become $17,000? Well, as I was explaining earlier, it's the company that's greedy, that's under, you know, everybody knows the name now, um, they're one of those pay-as-you-go type of electricity company uh-huh. the electricity market so you as you go and in other words you use so much electricity that you call pay it and then you know your services continue the only problem is they're selling wholesale is it wholesale to where whatever you pay for electricity is what they're going to charge the customer yeah so mm-hmm. so as as the power grid began to fail, actually this company had from from what I heard from other people, um, were calling their customers, telling them, "Hey, you need to find you another electricity company real fast." You know, but the only problem is, who gonna want to switch over electricity um, providers in the middle of a snowstorm? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? But yeah. it, it's bad when the company sees it coming. And, but they can't do anything about it either, so that's where all these large bills came from. Because if you paying, if they're paying a hundred something dollars per milliwatt or whatever it is they they yeah. pay it, then that's what they're gonna pass on to the customer. Well, yeah, but I just want to know how come the price went up? Because if the let's say nothing crashed, they still would have they still would have paid a hundred dollars per milliwatt. Now the the plant crashed. It's right. still only going to need. Well, you know, a few milliwatts for the same customers. 
Why would the yep. just because there was an interruption in service? I don't. They, they would have to buy, let's say, from a neighboring state. Why well, would they have to? Huh? But see, that's where the problem came in. At they did not borrow from a, a, another state. Texas didn't do that. They did not do. They could have. Uh-huh. They could have, but they didn't. So what they do? You know, what what happened? They shut stuff down and try and continue to try and do the rolling blowout. I'm um, rolling. Roll, <laughs> yeah. Blackout. Well, eventually, got yeah. The, the the heat and everything back on. So how did that happen? No, 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 no. They eventually got it back on three or four days after everything started to to warm up. Because even after the the storm left that Friday, what uh-huh. that Thursday night, Friday morning, it was still what up to Tuesday, Wednesday when they finally got everybody back up on with some electricity, and some people still didn't have any water because a lot of the pipes burst as well. Right. Yeah. So what happened? So the water. So did the water heat up, and there was there was enough water to run the turbines. What happened? It just thawed out, I guess. It just thawed uh, out. That's to what where I, it, it, to where, the investigation. Um, yeah, so this, where it, it is. Yeah, this $9,000, $17,000 bill doesn't make sense to me. No, no. It don't make sense to anyone. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't make sense to anyone. But that's why they're now investigating the company ERCOT. I mean, you know, the people ERCOT yeah. who runs the grid find out exactly what happened. Now, a lot of... Now, like I said, a lot of experts are saying, well, they could have winterized it and that would solve some of the problem. But I really think it was a leadership failure from the top down because no one really took it seriously and no one did any checks to make sure that the system was really, really prepared for a once-in-a-decade type of storm. Yeah, I heard it was like that, a once-in-a-century type of storm, and as a result... yeah. They weren't prepared for it because they didn't right. think that this storm would cause all the kind of damage that it would. Also, did right. you hear that um, there was a directive that came down from the Biden administration that they weren't supposed to make the preparations that should have been done? Huh? They weren't supposed to. Yeah, maybe because it would have cost too much money or something. But there was some no. sort of directive. No, oh, I said I know what you're talking about. You're talking about that letter that was circulating that said the administration didn't block, uh, did not block Texas from increasing power. No, that tech, the Biden administration did block Texas from increasing power during the winter storm. But that's not true. That's not true. So did the did they block it or didn't they block it? No, they didn't. They, they did didn't not block. block it. In fact, in fact, they waived um, some some. Um, Regulations, so Texas could actually exceed federal emission requirements until February 19th, and so that they could operate at maximum capacity. Yeah. All right. So I think I downloaded a copy of that. I'll take a look at it. Right, right. I I think Uh, we're looking at the same thing. Yeah. It may or may not be, yeah. Right. But, Hmm. yeah, so, I mean, of course, you know, like I said before, they're going to throw everything, make, try and make everything political, being that, oh, yeah. you know, the Biden administration, yeah, they, they blocked it. That's what Texas, you know, Texas is a what Republican state, so Biden is a Democrat. So, yeah, they blocked it. No, it didn't happen like that. Hmm. No. Okay. So, you know, it's it just it's one of those things to where 
it was it, they just didn't follow through. Let's put it that way. They did not follow through. You know, they had a meeting on on the, the winter the storm, um, yeah. where they were prepared on the ninth ninth of February, and they really only spent like what forty seconds on it. Yeah, the only mention was so. Um, it's actually going to be winter here pretty soon, as those of you in Texas know. And that was the other problem. A lot of people on the board didn't leave it, live in Texas. You know, they didn't live yeah. in Texas. You know, um, you know why I brought, I brought up the guy from, uh, from Hannity? Because if he could spot it, right, he's a New York meteorologist, but he takes a look at the, at the weather around the country. And he was alarmed enough to break into the Hannity show as breaking news to tell him... Right. You know that this was serious. That this that this would affect millions of people in Texas, and uh, most likely they were not prepared for it. Now, if he knew it, then why didn't the local meteorologists and the local officials know about it? Well, where no, no, the, meteor- the meteorologists were saying that they said it was going to be rough. But these uh, here, here's here's some um, what was said during that meeting. So more than in the next, so more on that in the next couple of days. But it does look like we'll have a little bit of winter weather to contend with during the rest of this week. We do have a cold front coming this way, and that was it as far as what they discussed. That yeah, was it. That's it. You know, yeah. so yeah, so that's the that's the board that actually runs ERCOT, who actually runs the Texas grid. So you can see here, they really, okay, it's going to be a little, you know, like we got yeah. early in January, a little snow, may get a little cold, but we're all right. So that's why I say it was leadership, because the, the governor didn't make sure it was, you know, they were taking it serious. Lieutenant Governor, he wanted the legislature to worry about the Star Spangled Banner Act, yeah. which I, I'll talk a little bit more about later on. And you know, nobody really paid attention. Now, not, the citizens paid attention. Trust me, they you know make sure we had what we needed to have. Uh-huh. But the fact is, it didn't have to be as bad as it was. That's not saying that there wouldn't have been loss of electricity or some you know water plants pipes would have froze over or what have you. That's not saying that that have been perfect. But I don't think it would have been as bad as it did, as it was, yeah. if they had prepared properly. Well, if your local meteorologist was sounding the warning, and they were sounding the, you know, they were ringing the bell, like, look out, look out, winter storm, breakdown, shakedown, loss of energy, and the ERCOT didn't do anything about it. Now, that is a lack of leadership. That's a lack of, that's lack of industrial leadership. I wouldn't blame yes. Abbott. I wouldn't blame Abbott because a governor can't be involved in everything. Everybody's supposed no. to have their role. And if ERCOT's right. responsibility is for the is for the electrical grid, then they're the ones that have to be responsible for it. Mm-hmm. Yep. And <laughs> here's something else. Uh-huh. Um. Uh, let's see. Where was it? Uh, it was like when uh, in Louisiana. Uh, Remember when um, Hurricane Katrina hit? I did not blame Bush. You know why? Right. Because yeah, a president, vice president, governor cannot be everywhere for every catastrophe, for every occasion that true. That, that comes up. That's, that's true. That's true. And I remember that he was talking to the guy named Brown, who was head of FEMA at the time, 
And this guy was telling George Bush it was on a it wasn't a, it was on a video call, video conference. And he was telling Bush that everything, you know, everything's going to be fine. Well, mm-hmm. gonna, you know, if if he says everything's going to be fine and that's the guy that's appointed or um elected to that position, you can't second guess everybody. Otherwise, right. You know, you're sticking your nose in everybody else's business. That's true. So, but 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 see, here's 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 why I say ERCOT is is really more at fault than anybody else. In extreme weather reliability assessment filed January the 15th with the mm-hmm. Texas Public Utility Commission, ERCOT wrote that a review of plants indicates that the majority of plants are following their winterization plans. Peter, well Pete Warkin. ERCOT's manager of resource adequacy said in the council's seasonal assessment for resource adequacy prepared in November, we've studied a range of potential risks under both normal, now listen, both normal and extreme conditions and believe there is sufficient generation to adequately serve our customers. Hmm. Well, how, what's his definition of extreme? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know, that, 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 you know, I think he should be brought over the carpet and, and ask that particular oh, that yeah. specific question right there. Yeah. You know, yeah. it is a matter of preparation. They didn't feel that this particular storm, because you had mentioned storms in 2011, 2018. So they right. probably figured this wasn't going to be much worse. But again, if your meteorologist was saying the same thing, uh, saying that this storm is going to could create a catastrophe. If people are not prepared for it, and then ERCOT didn't listen to them, yeah, they ought to be brought, yeah. they ought to be brought on the carpet. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. You know, I live in the middle of Texas. Okay, so if they say we really gonna get hit, then we start preparing. You know, we take it serious because we know we don't get that kind of weather. Uh-huh. So I can just imagine the rest of the states, the rest of the state. Oh. Okay, let's let's prepare. But the people that's actually supposed to make sure everything is running, they, lack of days. Okay, it's not going to be that bad. And see, I think also we had snow earlier that month, well, the month before in January, uh-huh. we had snow then. But it wasn't, you know, it was the thirty, forty degrees, you know. But snow was outside, you know. But it wasn't cold, cold. Yeah. You know, and it only lasted what a couple of hours. Then it was over. And it, maybe this is what, that is what they thought was going to happen. Yeah. You know, of course, that's not what the meteorologists were saying. Yeah. Now, see, that's the whole thing. The meteorologists, that's their specialty. If they're, if they're sounding the alarm over this, that should have gotten somebody somebody's ear at ERCOT. And then they should have at least uh, taken a look at their planning and discovered, well, does extreme mean... 30 degrees and below. Does it mean water freezing up in pipes? So I'd be, I'd be interested to find out what's going to be done, at, uh, hopefully, at these investigations. Yeah. I, I, I keep it goes back to thinking, wait a minute now. Shouldn't you have been doing this regardless anyway? <laughs> you know, it, it kind of makes you wonder, were uh-huh. they actually uh, preparing, you know, winterizing this stuff for real, or were they just checking the blocks, saying, yeah, ain't going to get that cold, ain't going to get your cold, we are, we can get by with this, we can get by with that. 
you know, and two, that's, the that's, two. That's what they were doing. They didn't expect. Uh, and it, let's say the meteorologist came out with a warning two weeks in advance. Would that be enough time for a plant to prepare itself? If not, why no. not? No, 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 no. Well, it depends. It, it depends. Mm-hmm. You know, in, in that case, they could have did something maybe that was temporary. Right. You know, the, yeah, temporary wise. And maybe that would have helped. But out of you know, as we both said earlier, I don't think they really paid it that you know, they really they didn't give did. it that much thought. Yeah. yeah, they didn't give it that much thought. But yeah, they could have done something. Now as far as the wind turbines freezing, I don't know if they could had time to put that coating on there or not, because there's a lot of them jokers out there. And, oh yeah. You know, from what I've seen. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. There's a whole bunch of them. Um but I think that they could have tried to do something. Yeah. yeah. I like to know what the investigation. First off, I'd like to have, if there is any kind of investigation, federal or state level, I'd like to make sure that the people who are asking the questions really ask the important questions. I get tired of watching hearings in which softball questions are being tossed. Right. You know, I want right. some hard-hitting questions, questions that actually get definitive answers, not questions that say, well, if you had known better, you would have done better, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, we know that's the kind of question Terry Crews probably would ask. His shady behind. I'm not going to talk about Terry Crews today. Not I don't yet know, anyway. maybe. Who knows? I don't know. I don't trust <laughs> any of them. I don't trust any of them. <laughs> of course. Of course. Of course. Yeah. So what so are uh, yeah. the topics for uh, for today? Joe, yeah. can I run my show, please? <laughs> oh, you still want to talk about the uh, show? Oh, I, uh, uh, yeah, I, just, I, I have some other things. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got some other things. <laughs> Joe, come here trying to run the show. Look at that. But no. So the only thing I, I want to say is, yeah, it was it was a failure leadership and and all of, to me all the way around. So they, they need to, to take yeah. care of that. And uh, yeah, it's interesting though that that Texas is on its own own grid though. You know, but then again, you talk about Texas. You know, they're always talking about they're always talking about um, leaving the union or what have you. So oh, <laughs> they, yeah. that was their thought process. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So, ah, let's see where that got us this time. If you ain't gonna prepare, yeah, it's not gonna, it's not gonna work. All right. So now we're about to move on. Oh, excuse <laughs> me, Eric. But you know what? Uh, we kind of here, so we gonna play what song? Blake Shelton, Hell Right. I love this song, man. It gets you hype. And then okay. we are gonna come back. We we gonna talk about um the national anthem and why is there still such a problem with athletes kneeling. Especially in college, yeah, this is this is weird. Man. Wow, it really is. All oh. right, so see y'all in a few minutes, man. Let, let Blake Shelton do his thing.
couple boys clock out about 5.35 Trying to put a little hammer in their head Standing in the liquor store staring at a fifth But they picked up a handle instead Couple girls with their boots on, got their Bluetooth on, T-shirts saying go Sooners. Then the girl from the small town took off the old town, put on a little Hank Jr. Thank God, hell right. She got all her rowdy friends coming over tonight. Hell right, hell right. Everybody's falling down on a Friday night somewhere in America. Pulled a hillbilly slip Now there's fog on the window She never would have kissed him If he didn't play a lick like this That was my man Blake Shelton. Hell right. Man, that reminds me of some days in the military right there. <laughs> on them long weekends. But anyway, welcome back to Let's Talk on Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Mr. Talk. And uh yeah. <laughs> and I got my man Joe <laughs> out with me right here. I had muted him for a moment, you know, so I can listen to the music. But yeah. Woo! All right, so Blake Shelton, hell right. Yeah, I love that song. I really do. I know some How of y'all surprised I like country. How old is that? Uh, uh, about three, four years, That's I all think. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I got to find out for you, Joe. <laughs> 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 
Because I had hey. I haven't heard it before, but it had um, had like a new sound to it. So I was wondering if it was within you know the last few years or so. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I, I yeah, I think um, it's not um, it's not that old, but I guess by today's standard, it is. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you here. Uh, let's see. It's uh, no, it's not that old. Twenty nineteen. Yeah, twenty nineteen. Yeah, so yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's not that bad. All yeah. right, so let's let's talk about this this national anthem and this kneeling thing, because uh, apparently we can't get it, we can't get past that. All right, why did I hear echo then? All right, anyway. Oh man, where do I start? You're hearing here? an echo. That might be you know I don't know if it's my phone. I don't think so, but it might be block talk. You know, block talk. Messed around with a show that I go to on Saturdays. This show's been on the air for 16 years. And I called in Saturday, and they also have a show on Sundays. And mm. both of those shows were taken off the air. In other words, oh, you wow. could the Block Talk Radio. You just, you just heard a message. This uh, number is out of service. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Well, we know we, we, this is not the first time we heard of something like that, though, Joe. You know, that's not the first time. Well, <laughs> it's block well, talk, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, block talk, you know, giving people problems is one thing. But to hear that, I heard that only once, and that was back in 2019 for the same show. So I figured, all right, block talk's messing around with this guy's show. But then when it happened again on Sunday for two days in a row, you got to wonder what's uh, what's block talk up to. Is it because they use, they're just the usual you know, uh, foul-ups, or was it something mm-hmm. you know? Mm. Well, could be. Maybe I ain't paid a bill. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, for 20 bucks a month, I think they would pay it. Well, I think it's probably well, 40 bucks a month. <laughs> yeah, well, you, you know how that goes. Ross told yeah. me to tell you hello, too. P. Ross. Yeah. P. What, the name sounds Yeah, familiar. it used to be, of course it does. It used to be my, my co-host, female. Oh, yeah, I remember. Hey, Peter, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's talk about this anthem and this kneeling thing. The Dallas Maverick owner, Kurt, I mean, Mark Cuban. Yeah, I know. I, I love me some Mark Cuban because he, he don't hold it. He does not hold his tongue. Um, he instructed his team to stop playing the national anthem before home games. Um, what He made the December in November, in, in November, decision in November. And they started doing it for every home game from December on until um, the NBA, <laughs> once it became known that what was going on, the NBA decided that, that they were going to make them pay the uh, play a national anthem. Now, it was interesting because before then, Silver, who is the NBA commissioner, said that, okay, yeah, I know – it's been a thing since 1980 that all NBA players and everybody else got to stand for the national anthem. But being that we're in the um, country is in the condition it is now, we're not going to strict. We're not going to enforce that until it became known that Mark Cuban, you know, owner of the Dallas Mavericks, um, was actually going through with not playing the national anthem, uh, not requiring players to stand. 
Okay. So we went through the summer, and they had their little bubble games in Orlando, and players were kneeling. Wasn't well, much said about it, you know, from those that usually complain. Well, last last two weeks ago, the NBA came out and said, okay, enough. You're going to play the national anthem, and you're going to stand. And I had to think about that for a moment. I said, now, why all of a sudden you're going to change up like that, you know, it, but I'll tell you that in a minute. In Tennessee, 27 Republican state senators asked state public higher education leaders to ensure, Joe, I'm going to mute you, okay, uh-huh. to ensure uh, their athletes refrain from kneeling during the national anthem playing. To address this issue, we encourage each of you to adopt policies within your prospective athletics departments to prohibit any such actions moving forward. We view this as a teachable moment in which administrators may listen to students' concerns and exercise leadership in stating unequivocally what the national anthem means to this nation and explain proper time, places, and manners for expressing protest. The Republican senators also said that they understand student athletes have a right to express their views, but just on their own time, but they should not when they are wearing a state's uniform. Okay. Oh my goodness. Now this, this was in reference to East Tennessee state taking a kneel, you know, players kneeling before a game, one game, but a couple other games as well. Um, a college in Virginia, you know, they actually forfeited a game because they they decided that they were going to they suspended some players for kneeling. The president of the university said he spoke to the team and they he warned them about what would happen if they nailed, and the players did so they suspended them. However, they suspended so many of them they couldn't play a game, so they forfeited the game. All right. So <laughs> it gets crazier. So what happens is he said the president of, of what's the name of this college, Bluefield College in Virginia, okay, he decided he wanted to talk to the players and see if there was other alternatives, you know, to kneeling while the national national being playing, which he came up with. One of them was, of course, standing in the locker room before the national anthem. So the players decided that's what they were going to do for the rest of the season. And the players said they chose to do that because they have a real good chance of winning the championship, winning the championship and bringing a title back to the university. All right. Now, that's what the players said. That the players said. Time for me to go off. Okay. Now. The problem with the NBA, we're going to start with the NBA first. The reason why the NBA decided to reverse the way they felt about it was because they are beginning to allow fans back in the stands. Follow me here, y'all. Follow me. Joe, hit it again when you want me to let you come in. All right. Now, so fans coming in, that's messing with money, and they don't want to upset the fans. So now everybody will have to stay. But let's go back to the 80s when Abdul Rahman, y'all know the boy used to name Chris Jackson. 
he was the first one of the few to sit on the sideline when National was playing because he converted over to Islam. And there was a whole lot of stink about that. Till eventually, they just basically railroaded him out the league. Okay? Now, here we are, 2021, and we still talking about silent protests, not harming anyone, but yet you're being made to do something that you have a problem with. I know that sounded so crazy, didn't it? But yet, let's think about that. The college players. See, also in that letter that these these representatives wrote to these colleges and the president that um, suspended the players in, in Virginia, their biggest problem wasn't really wasn't the players kneeling. Their biggest problem was what boosters were going to be pissed off and not donate money to their universities. So my thinking on this is the most of the problem with the national anthem besides just the crazies out there is you messing with the money. You can't mess with the money. Yeah, we understand your plight so forth and so on. And although 75 to 80% of you are black on the team and probably have lived through some type of abuse or saw it happen by law enforcement, you still cannot kneel in silence and protest this thing because you messing with our money way that you're helping us achieve or receive. Can you see how crazy that is? Can you see how crazy that is? It's not like they're destroying anything. It's not like they're putting their, 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 their fist in the air like Carlos at the Olympics and Tommy. They're not doing any of that. They're just kneeling with their heads down. The same thing Tim Tebow used to do after he scored touchdowns the University of Florida. But everybody cheered that, oh, he's praying. Problem, people. What is the problem? Besides the money, because we know it's the money. Okay, money, money yeah. Because you can't piss off the donors. Can't piss off the boosters. Can't make any of the fans mad. They may not come to the game. Give you bad publicity. And in the case of the college athlete, they bring in the money. But you tell them they can't stand up for what they believe in? You must do what we say every time you put our uniform on because that's what you came here for? Well, let's be honest. They weren't recruited to be to get an education anyway. They were recruited to make money for the school. The top athletes in the state or out of state. Let's be honest. It's about the money. I have... Personally, I have no problem with them kneeling. If they're white, depending on what they're kneeling for, I wouldn't have a problem with it. If it's a just cause, it's a just cause. But then, going right and say it's a teaching moment. It's a teaching moment for who? In other words, a teaching moment to keep you in your place. <laughs> Let me bring Joe in because he beating up he beating up my screen here. <laughs> Try to get in. So oh hold on. Wait a minute. Somebody switched over on me. Oh my goodness, it's Miss Ross. What's going on, Ross? What's happening? Hey, I gotta get in on this one right here. A teaching moment? A teaching moment? That's the best you got? It ain't no yep. teaching moment. 
teaching moment where we're protesting or we're demonstrating for our rights. No, what you're saying is you need to stay in your place. Listen, we tell you what to do. It's a privilege for you to be wearing our uniforms, and if you can't conduct yourself in the manner which we see fit, we don't care about Black Lives Matter. We don't care about police brutality. All we care about is the image that it portrays, that what it is saying to this nation and what it is saying to all nations, what it is saying to the world, because it is drawing attention that this country, the so-called United States of America, is still racist. That's what it's saying. That's what is demonstrated, that we still have unjust laws for people of color, that the penalties are more restrictive for them, and that there are still boundaries that they better not. I'm not saying that they cannot, that they better not cross, because penalties will be, you know, they're going to suffer the cost, in other words. They're going to suffer the cost. See, that's the silent thing. That's the silent understanding that we're allowing you to play on our teams and to come to our colleges, you know, so that the boosters, you know, are still spending their money. But I keep telling you, I keep saying this, and I honestly believe it, it's just a modern-day plantation. You better say it. Yes, the boss. I stays in my place, boss. I's not kneel no more. That's what they want. That's what they want. But ain't nobody going for that. Ain't nobody going for that. They got to understand that the youth of this day and time, they know who they are. They know who they are. See? And they have a higher self-esteem than those people that came out of Jim Crow. They're not afraid. Do you not understand that now? This ain't the same generation of people that was in the 50s and 60s. I'm sorry, it's not. Y'all better recognize that. Y'all better recognize that. Y'all just can't dictate to them what they can and what they cannot do. And if y'all don't know that by now, hey, you you better ask somebody. You want to teach them a moment? Teach that. Teach that. (laughs) Or tell us how you really feel, why don't you? Uh-huh. Well, then, if you like that, I got some more. Um, one of the representatives in Tennessee was his name, Tim Hicks. All right. Uh, he said he was also disappointed in the kneeling, but he also wants to hear the personal stories of the athletes. I would just like to hear exactly what happened in life to bring them to kneel at the ball game that night. Until we start hearing people's stories and get the truth about this and get to what's really real, I think it's extremely hard for anybody to judge. That's what he said now. He went on to say, I have full faith in the trustees and Brian Nolan, that's the president of the college. I'm sure that they're upset. I'm sure they're trying to figure out what to do. And the president said that the matter will continue to be addressed. No, he's going to meet with the coach, and uh, they're going to continue to work through this as a community. Now, see, if, oh, Lord, 
Is that not political speak or what? Ross, do something with the window or something. But, um, yeah. But let me bring Joe in. Let me give him some of what Joe got to say. All right, hey. Joe. Um, uh, Cuz told me to tell you hello, too. Who? Oh, Cuz? Oh, yeah. yeah. You mean low? <laughs> no, not low. Low's uh, cousin, Vernon. God oh, dang, oh, man. You've been gone for a while. Hey, Vernon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's the thing. It's it, it's um uh, P. Ross has has always been shy, so it's it's um it's surprising to hear her talk like that. Uh, I'm being facetious, but here's the thing. Are you getting an echo from me? No. No. no okay. Um, she was saying that it's just stay on the plantation. Well, let's guess what? When anybody signs up to work for an entity, an organization, or to become an athlete for a university, you stay on the plantation. When I work for a boss, I'm on the plantation. I do what he tells me or she tells me, or I quit, or I try to uh, make things better. If I can't make things better, which has happened to me, I've quit because I've refused to follow certain policies, or I've been fired because I've, uh, I refuse to follow certain policies. That's what happens. The money talks. The house talks. If it's my house, you do what I tell you, or you don't come in. Now, is the cause a laudable cause? Sure. But there's social media, there's demonstrations, and there's other ways of um, demonstrating um, dissatisfaction with what's going on other than doing it against normal policy, which has been in place for nine, since 1980. Now, if uh, restrictions hadn't been placed, does it have to stop at the knee? What about, like, for example, um, the team that forfeited? What about if players just decide, you know what? Because of this particular cause that I'm interested in, I'm not going to play the full, I'm not going to put forth my full energy for the game. And if that leads to a touchdown or to the dunk that wins for the other side, so be it. You can't do that. If no, that's called getting... point shaving. Right. Well, go ahead. Okay. Oh, no, well, not really, because point shaving is done for, for gambler's sake. All right? Well, yeah. You know, but if you're doing it for a cause, yeah, I mean, you're just not putting forth your energy. If you're not exerting yourself, really reaching for the, uh, for the TD uh, pass, really not trying to stop the, the defender going past you for the dunk, okay? You're saying, yeah, you're not doing it necessarily to lose, but you're not doing it necessarily to win either. So, I mean, point shaving could be an argument there. But the thing is, is that, yeah, when I put on a uniform, when I decide to take the job, I'm on the plantation until I change it. If I can't change it, I leave. But, again, the cause is a good cause, but there are other avenues in which uh, people who protest can do it. Now, suppose you had historically black colleges and you had some white players playing for, for Clemson or for um, another college, and they had, a, they had a cause about maybe the knockout game, or maybe they were protesting because um, they weren't getting or they didn't believe that affirmative action uh, was, was, was taking away their rights, and they decided to kneel. Right now, in historically black colleges okay. have black leadership. 
black coaches, what if they say, you know what, we don't want that here? Would that? Um, no, they, if, if they if they have every they have every right to do that if they feel that way. If they if, if those if those white students feel that way at a historically black college, you know, they have every if that's how they feel, then that's how they feel. Sure, that's All how right, they y'all. feel. But do they have the right you to know? do what they want to do anytime they want to do it? I don't see why not. Well, because again, once you put on the uniform, once you're taking the money, once you're there under the guidance but they of the don't, but, but, they, but they don't own they don't own the individual. They yeah, don't they do. own anybody. Yeah, they do. Okay, hold on. Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, y'all. Wait, wait a minute, wait, 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 wait. Slow it down, slow it down. Because I think y'all talking, I think Joe's more talking about the NBA and you talking about the, the college level, right? Well, I'm, talking I'm talking about, about anywhere. I'm talking about okay, anywhere, okay. Uh, Eric. If, I, if, I, if you hired me and I'm working for you and I'm working at your office and you're telling me that here's the policy do you, um, and you tell me before I get hired and I say, yeah, okay. And then all of a sudden I decide, no, nah, I, don't, I don't feel like following this policy. Now, because of a cause, all right? I may have a good cause. But, but, but see, if, if you're employed by me, that's a different perspective. These students are not employees. They're not getting compensated. They're getting education, hopefully, but they are not getting compensated. They're giving more than what they're getting, honestly. Now, oh, okay. Uh, all right, all right. Hold on for me because I got somebody okay. else want to come in. I got somebody else want to come in. Maze? No, it's not Maze. It's oh, not Maze. Wow. Okay. So let's see. Uh, area code hey, three one four. What's going on, man? Oh, uh, what's going hey, on, Bianchi? How hey, you doing? I'm doing just fine. Except these people keep begging me for gas money. Tell them to go see Jim Crow Joe. Okay. Now that you've got your little plug in, what do you want, Bianchi? No, you going to talk about the. He's, well, I guess it's a discrepancy, but there's discrimination that's going on in these college admissions. An uh, Asian student has a score of 140 Hold on, points wait a minute, higher. Pianky, 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 huh? wait a minute, wait a minute. What does that have to do with the college players kneeling during the national anthem? Well, I didn't, I didn't know this. I, I looked at your marquee, and I didn't see that, and you asked me what did I want to say. But uh, I'm against college players kneeling during. I'm against college players kneeling during. Why? Why do you that? Why? I think it's kind of disrespectful to the substance of what make it possible for them to be able to attend where they are, and that's the schools. I think that that should be done off. Field. You know, there's been some uh, there's, there's been some teams kicked out of the league because the players done it, that. Uh, yeah, exactly. At the lower but is, level. Is that, but is that is that the right thing to do? I think it is. If that's what they decide to do, yes. Okay, I really so do. You you basically so you basically um um prescribe to what Joe was saying. Once you come to my university. Uh, once you come to my university, I you do what I say because you you're here and that's it. Well, it, well, typically yes, especially if you've been invited. You've got scholarships. In order to maintain that, you got to keep your grades up, and you can't get hurt. So, 
so here here's the question, Joe. I mean, um, Pianki. And Joe, I know you listen, so whatever you read in P you, you too. But here's here's the question then. So how do you express your your dis your uh displeasure or distrust in a system that won't allow you to the protest? I mean, it's basically keep your mouth shut and just do what you do until you go out and get on your own time. But if you go into the university, you still on your own time, so you can't protest until what four or five years later maybe, and then get to work with somebody you can't protest then. So it's all about shut your mouth and do what you're told, right? Well, I got a question answer for that. If you go into a school and you're talking about protest as it applies to free speech, now think about this. The First Amendment on free speech was being directed to Congress, not private institutions. Now, another thing, courts have said that there's no free speech in a school environment. I'm going to give you an example. Your school newspaper. You can't put whatever you want to put in that newspaper. It's being censored and edited. And if something does not go along with the policies of the institution, they're going to remove it. Just like when at some colleges, like at the uh, University of Missouri, you had some students wanted to put up the ballot flag of you had two flags. You had the flag of the Confederacy. You had the ballot flag, which they both look similar. The school wouldn't allow them to put that in their dorm room window. Now, they say you can put it in the dorm any place, but you can't display it where it's hanging out the window. Uh-huh. And it's your house, uh, Eric. This is your show. I can't talk about what I don't want what I want to talk about unless you give me permission. Now, if I have a show and you come on it, I can either let you on it or not, but I set the rules, just like you set the rules here. The person who owns the house sets the rules. Okay. Ah, given that train of thought, okay, I understand that. However, okay. Okay, I, I can't argue with that. P, you got anything to say against that? Because that makes sense, because that is true. That is true. But I still think they should be allowed to kneel. I mean, it's not really disrupting anything. And I still go back to what I said initially. It's more about the dollars than it is about the protests. Because they don't want to upset upset the donors. I mean, the, the boosters and things. And things. I, I agree with you on both points. I agree that it's not really disrupting. It's the press. Like when Colin Kaepernick did it, all the press right. had to do was leave him alone. He would have been right. one guy, and instead of making a big hero out of him, right, which then gave him the encouragement to spread um, his particular philosophy, which influenced other people, and it's not about NBA players or NFL players who are millionaires who are complaining about their particular situation. They're, they're complaining against police brutality. Which to me is a laudable is a laudable cause. There are people who say, take a look at 2019, 2018. The deaths of blacks have been much, much, much less than in the past, and that may be true. I also know that Black Lives Matter has their own statistics, and they say a thousand um, extrajudicial killings happen every year, a lot more than what the official uh, killings are. Okay, so it's a laudable cause. But when you own the house, you make 
the rules. And as long as um, you accept the rules, you, you, you abide by them or you try to change them. Or once you're off the property, whether it's an office, NBA, stadium, or even a private building or a gated community, you can do what you want. You've got Absolutely. Facebook, you've got Twitter, okay. you've got your so website. Here's, you know what else, okay. too, Eric? I, I understand that. I understand that. No, no. I'm, uh, check this out. Okay, if that's the case with the kneeling thing, uh-huh. why weren't there more people upset about what happened in Washington, D.C.? We don't know that. Uh, yeah, we do. You look at the response. How do you know that? Answer. Everybody's supposed to get in front of a camera? And here's another thing with the council. But stop deflecting. Of stop deflecting, Pianki. Stop deflecting. No, I'm going to give you an example. I'm giving you. I told you, you don't know what? that. Everybody don't get in front of a camera. But here's the thing. You don't have to be in, you a, have you have people, to be in front of a camera. Can't you just listen well, to people would, talk? How would you know? How you don't know it's the same person talking over and over? Because you're looking at them in their face, Pianki. We got 300 quote. All right, anyway, go ahead, go ahead, Pete, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Now, what I was going to say is that this, the same thing applies, then why come when people are off work and they express their First Amendment rights, they have been subject to ridicule, kicked out of organizations, and fired from jobs? Oh, well, don't forget the head... Don't forget, had dogs turned loose on them, water holes sprayed at them. Yeah, you you're right. So why is that? When will the water holes turn on? During the civil rights. Um, oh come on, civil man, rights. that's going. Uh, well, what but, about the police? Uh, I mean, wait a minute. Before you go there, before that, before that, wait a minute. Stop. Right. Before right. you go there, I, I, before you I, go there. All right, now. we can go there. See, well, let me give you no, one here. Before you go there, how about the police officers that's walking the beat in New York, and idiots come up behind them and dump water on them? So what about the same ones that choke you out for selling single cigarettes? I mean, we, if we're going to play this game. Well, I think, I think that is wrong. So, but I mean, the, but you think I'm going to say okay, this and then. I'm going to step back. I'm going to say but this But a peaceful protest back. is a peaceful protest, right? I'm say that's this that's one of the things that's, that America um, likes, a peaceful well, that's, protest. That's assault when you throw water on people. Come on now. Be, let's, let's be real. Well, but it turned she, out being murder when they choked old boy out. But there ain't nobody, you know. Get them, you talking about Eric Gardner? Yeah. Eric Gardner? Huh? There's certain things that's compliance, too, Eric. And also oh, the respect okay. for authority that you know don't show up in school, in your homes. Because but if there's a, it's but not if there's a history in school, of abuse, and it's well, not how do you respect Eric, you sound like you're getting kind of agitated, man. Come on. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm actually having fun. I know. That's what we have. All right, let's have some I'm fun just, on this. I'm just giving Since you some Memorial Day, you know I've been keeping account up until the 26th of this month, which was the other day. 3,754 3, blacks have been shot by other blacks. That's 279 days in Chicago. 3,754 with 593 okay. murders. All right. No gonna, white police shooting, by the way. That's terrible. And there's nobody talking about this. You know what the mayor is talking about? The taking down of General Grant's statue in Grant's Park in Chicago. Well, you know, Pianki, um, you mentioned that um, on Don- – oh, yeah, in Donnie's show. I'm sure you've experienced, too, trying to call in Saturday or Sunday and finding out the show doesn't – 
you know, for all practical purposes, doesn't exist. The thing is, <laughs> is that um, I agree that that's a horrible situation for black-on-black crime. But I also say that Black Lives Matter, and I don't even know if it's a legitimate organization, but let's assume for the moment that it is. It has a right to direct its mission statement, its agenda, towards police brutality and not anything else. So if it doesn't well, who are they recruit, directing it to? Is the question. Well, they're direct. Yeah, well, directing it to blacks, directing it to whites to be aware of that particular problem. My point is, is that any organization that has a particular mission, and then when somebody, like for example, St. Jude's Hospital, its mission uh-huh. is trying to save kids who have cancer. Now, if somebody else comes along and says, "Well, you can't just save kids." You also have to extend your mission, expand it, so that it will include adults and immigrants. Now, if I was on the board of St. Jude's, I would say, go F yourself, because that's our mission. You like that? You like those causes? You go formulate your own organization. So the point I'm just getting to, Pianchi, is that what happened in Chicago, what's happening in major cities, there's going to be, and it has been, a major increase in black-on-black crime. But that has nothing to do with Black Lives Matter, just like Blue Lives Matter has nothing to do with a fire department death and, and, uh, and has nothing to do with anything else. Every organization has the right to direct its agenda towards a specific goal. Well, you know, when, when I asked you who is it being directed to, mm-hmm. that's, there in fact lies the problem. Because I'm not supposed to tell Eric about what my employees the police in my community is doing and acting a certain behavior when it comes in contact with the citizens. That's not Eric's responsibility. That's me and the citizens of that community who are the employers of the employees, the police department. And that would apply in the 18,000 plus policing authorities across the United States. There's no one national police department. So when they are protesting, they are sending a message to whites. Whereas in these blacks communities like Ferguson, Berkeley, St. Louis City, those are black supermajority communities. Those are your employees. So it's up to you to set the standards, the rules and regulations, and the punishment when they don't abide by them. Now, you know, you know Pianchi, that was very well said. I really enjoyed hearing that. But what if that is exactly what's being protested, the policies of the employees that are run amok among the neighborhood? Now, you yes. mentioned black-on-black crime. We understand yes. there's an issue with black-on-black crime. I've talked about it quite often myself. But at this point, what we're talking about is allowing athletes, uh, mainly college athletes, the ability to kneel in silent protest during the national anthem. Well, I asked right? why are they kneeling, and you say police brutality. Then I say who is the who is the message so, going? Okay, to? let's 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 make it a more broader broader thing. than social injustice. Okay, police brutality, social injustice, a better world. A fair, well, you know, be treated injustice, fair. The police. So police, police has nothing to do with your, uh, with your social comprehensiveness. The police is there to 
uh, apprehend people who violate the law and the ordinances of a community. Now, how okay. they go about Wait, stop, it. Stop, Let me give stop. you an example. Now, Let me give you, you an wait example. Wait a minute. Go back. You say to, to arrest those who what? To violate, violate the law, basically. Right. Now, mm-hmm. so I, I'm not arguing that point, but does it have to be so brutal? To where it causes well, the, the, the tactics that they use have been approved by the communities. And here's something what I, community I wanna, approved I wanna, that? Well, let's let's take Minneapolis. I don't know no community that's going to approve whether hang it's on, black or white. I don't second. know. Well, unless it's let, let me take Minneapolis for instance. Choke holes. Let me give you two examples. Let me give you two examples. In St. Okay, Anne, Missouri, which is a few miles away from Ferguson. St. Anne, Missouri, allowed their police to engage in high-speed chases. Other communities around it don't allow that. Okay. In Minneapolis, where George Floyd had lost his life, unfortunately, Minneapolis approved of that technique. It was on the approval list of techniques to be used in order to constrain a suspect. Uh-huh. Now, see, that's the first time I heard of that. That's actually very important because I've mm-hmm. heard police chiefs criticize that cop who had the knee on the neck. And before I go on with that, I want to say this. To me, it isn't just about the cause, about the uh, the kneeling. I don't care if athletes were kneeling for St. Jude's Hospital or for my favorite charity. They still have to comply with the policy that they've agreed to comply with. That's my thing. Yeah, and I agree with that, Joe. I don't care if they uh, if they kneeling for Kwanzaa, if they need kneeling for a lot okay. of sisters of the poor. I don't want to see it. So let me ask this question: Does staying in the locker room during the playing of the national anthem give the same message, or is it just overlooked because the players aren't there? Well, I think the cases where that have been done is because it's the player have offense to their uh, belief, especially their religious belief. But, uh, you know, here's the thing, too. You just had two candidates elected in Georgia for the, to be federal senators, uh, senators, and both of them are for laws to prevent a person to use their faith and belief for not participating in certain laws. In other words, Eric, if you're a baker and you're going to put the images of two people on a wedding cake, and you feel that to put two men is going against your belief, well, you should have a right not to do it. But these senators say that if you do not do it, you should be punished. Hmm. You know, that reminds me me of that that case about the the gay couple in Colorado, I think, where the baker wouldn't make the cake for them because it went against their um, religious beliefs. Yeah, right. same the same thing. Same now thing. you know what though when you mention when you, when you put, when you put it like that and, and you think about it. So basically, what we're talking about is a very very thin line of, of what we're talking about between being allowed to do what you want to do and uh, uh, I guess um, not going by regulations but or what have you. Thin line that the Congress has drawn, which I disagree with. I think that Baker, it's their house. I think they have the right not to accept certain people as customers. If they don't want to put gay um, figurines on cakes, they should be allowed to do that, just like as in Compton 
or in Harlem or in any place which is a black uh, majority neighborhood, if they don't want white people in their clubs, if they don't want to cater to white people, if they don't want to have white people as customers, that's their right. Their house, their rules. Not the, not the sidewalks, because that's, that's paid for by tax dollars by the public at large. But their own but particular house. Uh-huh. But if, if, if it goes that far, then aren't we reversing and going backwards instead of going forward as far as society? We already been there with that one, right? Well, no, because really this is not forced segregation. This is voluntary segregation on the part of, of entrepreneurs and private property. Ah. ah. It, it, see, just, just like so in Georgia, it, it basically and some other places, right, yeah, so like you had some high school proms, which were not on the school grounds. It was a private venue. In other words, they ran out and, and acquired a private hall. They said no blacks allowed. And guess what? I've seen them where blacks said no whites allowed. So if yeah. it's private, you can do what you want. Other than, you know, break the law with somebody. I haven't heard of that, <laughs> but I do But I do believe that. If, I have. Say, I have, but I, let's say the um, university or the schools wanted to intervene and say, you know what, as students, if you can't have this particular prom, I would say that's wrong because it's no longer their house. And they don't have any right to tell the students what they should think or do off their property. You know, it, 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 you know, we were bringing up all these, these examples, and I just remember one I was going to talk about on a show in Minnesota where this one church was uh, – you know, to be known that it's only only white church. It was, you know, they were just the only white church, and that's the way. You know, they had to battle the city city council about that. So, I guess when you look at it, it can work both ways. But isn't that that? Oh man, but that, that's, that's the way it's very supposed thin to line. That's yeah, the way it's I, supposed to work. It's not supposed to if, be rules for thee mm, and not for me. It's supposed to be rules for thee and for me. Hmm. <laughs> that that sounds kind of shady in itself the way you said that, Joe. Well, that's the way they're saying it in Congress, you know. So maybe uh, maybe I should revise that. <laughs> but Eric, you got black organization that espouse separation, which is for perfect fine if that's what they want to do. But they don't get the criticism. It's right on the back of Muhammad on the Final Call newspaper, what used to be called Muhammad Speaks. His tenets is still on the last page of that newspaper, and they talk about separation from the whites. Well, if that's what that organization wants to do, and it's not violating anyone's civil rights, it's perfectly fine. Go ahead and separate. Or who's the guy that's the head of the Islam nation, Elijah Muhammad? No, Farrakhan. Yeah. If Farrakhan... Okay does not want to associate with Jews, and he wants to disparage Jews, I don't think that's necessarily anti-Semitism, because anti-Semitism means, well, you're racist simply because that person's a Jew, that person's a black, that person's Italian, that person's Irish, etc., and you're not listening to who or what they are. But if Farrakhan has um, a hatred for Jews, that's his hatred. That's a private organization. And people can either take um, what he says as worth something or not worth something. Just like they can take whatever Trump said as whatever it's worth 
or what Biden says is whatever it's worth. When you're a private organization and you're, you've got people who want to join your organization or you're recruiting them and you state the policies and they accept it, to me that's a social contract. Yeah, man. Once again, that's a thin line because it, it, even if that that construct, you're opening the door for a lot of bad stuff to happen. You know, depending yeah, on the individual, as as right? As long as you don't violate anyone's civil rights. That's right. Just like Pianchi said, if you're not violating my civil rights, and I'm not violating your civil rights, and all all it is, it's a matter of I don't like what you're doing. So what? And it's okay, really so not that brings us, that 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 brings us back to the kneeling then. Now, the, the the college, the college, a lot of the college presidents really don't have a problem with it until a booster or a politician says something about it. Okay, well, well so a booster is someone that contributes, right? Exactly. Okay, well, I told executive leasing I would no longer but, be renting cars from your organization. Because you refuse to acknowledge and accept a NRA a membership card toward discounts, and I told some but, others also. But, but a booster also are the ones that bring these people, these players into the college as well. And okay, so it's good until they do something that they don't like. Then no, 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 we just can't allow them to do that. Of course. Okay, so what is the middle ground here? To the, to what is what's the alternative to kneeling? Staying in the locker room? And you can stay in the locker happy? room if the coach allowed, but the alternative is when you off of these environments, these these special places, then you can do whatever you want to. But when you come into somebody else's house, it's just like when you go in somebody else's country. When I go into the country to mention it's Egypt. When I'm standing there at the custom cubicle, having my passport and visa checked. There's a big sign on the wall that say what they don't allow in their society. And one thing, they don't allow affection to be demonstrated between two people. And they're not talking about of the same sex. They're talking about heterosexual affection. You can't be hugging and kissing out in public. But see, the beauty of all this, Eric, is that, again, what is good for me is good for you. What's good for you is good for me. You have a private house. You set the rules. I have a private house. I set the rules. My rules mm-hmm. may be different than yours, but I will abide by your rules once I'm on your property, and you have to abide by my rules if you're on my property. And the problem I have with liberals okay. is this. They want what you describe. They want they they say well, a player should be able to kneel and so and so and so and so. All right. When they go okay. to other countries, like to an African country, and they say, and Joe Biden, Obama, Hillary Clinton, if you want this U.S. AIDS, you got to open up your society to unfettered homosexuality. You got to open up your society to at will abortion by a young lady. Now, you're messing with not only their laws, but their long standing, tried, proved, and tested traditions. So how can you go abroad and want to apply standards that you don't want to apply with your own citizens in your own country? And why come liberals ain't complaining? And you also brought up another good point, Pianchi, which I had forgotten about. It was the point that 
when people do protest outside of the, the, the property, what happens? They get censored. Now, uh, you also brought up the point of the first uh, Yeah. That is only for government to, to, to intervene. Do uh, these entities like uh, Zuckerberg and um, Dorsey, in other words, Facebook and Twitter and uh, Instagram, and so, do they have the right to censor, the legal right? Yes. Do they have the moral right? I say no, because they're, they're censoring one point of view only for the purpose of persuading people to see only their side. So it comes down to legal versus moral. And I, I think I've mentioned this on your show um, maybe a number of times, or maybe just once, Eric. I don't care about the law. I only care about the morality of the situation. There have been mm-hmm. plenty of laws that have been passed that have been immoral. I don't give a rat's ass about the law. Mm. Wow. And you know, it gets worse than that. They won't allow, you got liberals, uh, Democrats, they want to uh, cheer on, and black Democrats at that. They want to cheer on players that kneel and, dis- and not uh, give respect toward the national anthem or the flag. Okay, but they won't let mothers choose where to put their kids in schools, in public school situations. They don't want to give them choice, and especially choice with vouchers, where they can put their child where they want to. Do you see the double standards, Eric? I see the double standards, but it's not all just liberals. No, you're right. Conservatives shouldn't have double standards either. Right. Well, I don't know, you know too many. I don't know too many conservative black politicians. You can just about name them: Burgess and the guy over in, in uh, North Carolina, and maybe one or two that's, others. That's South Carolina. South Carolina. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but they're but out when there, it comes down to they're, they're when out it comes there. down to that issue. Yeah, when it comes down to that issue I'm talking talking politicians in general, though. Yeah, maybe that's maybe 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 that is the issue right there. Everybody want to pick and choose what they they perceive to be the right avenue to take, instead of just letting people do what they do. Well, you got to add one more element into Mm -hmm. this, and that's the news media, because the news media choose which topics and which events that it wants to report on and how often and how thorough and how severe. Because some of the issues that I've mounted, they don't talk about that whatsoever. But issues that's denigrating and smearing and smutting somebody. Look at Cuomo. Hang on. Look at Cuomo. This lady is saying that he sexually abused her. All right. Well, look at the times that you had a woman come up and said that oh, Donald Trump sexually abused him. Oh, man, it was all over the news. You open the refrigerator, and there it is. Well, they're okay. doing that to Cuomo now, and I'm, thinking, yeah. and, and I'm thinking, you know why? Because not because of what he did or allegedly has done to these women, but because he violated democratic policy. He's he, he's out of favor with somebody high up in the Democratic Party, in my opinion. Otherwise, none of this would have come out. 
I I don't know. I, I'm just following in and seeing what's going on. You know, but, you're, but I, both of I, you are right. All of you, every, P. Ross is right. P. Ross is saying that you should have the right to express yourself, but she's saying that you have you should be as an individual have the right to do it on anybody's property and to express yourself practically in any way that you that you want to, and you can't have that. Otherwise, if I if you hire me and I feel like going to work in the nude, no. Yeah, no. No. <laughs> I agree with that. I'm throwing uh, my hands up. No. 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 I'm a nudist, but you know what? No. Uh, you know, no, and you no. might be a nudist, but not on that not on your property. Okay. To to make an to make an they extreme example. To, uh, you can't Rihanna. Go ahead, Ben. Rihanna was in Ireland. <laughs> they they uh, secured a farmer's property to do some uh, videoing, and and one said she was practically naked. The farmer said, "Hold it, hold it, get out of here with that stuff." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Rihanna. Not, yeah, that was some years ago. <laughs> okay, well, hey. I guess it's something we're going to have to get the work on, you know, understanding, I guess. But uh, you know what? Here's, here's P. Ross's, I think, uh, is a, uh, what she's saying is that the intention isn't because of, well, look, uh, this is my house and you will have to abide by the rules. She's saying it's because of racism and because of money. She may be right, but the people who are still own the house, their, their agenda is to out of maybe because of racism, you know, no, you can't have black people doing this, but they have the right to do it because it's their house. They may want to uh, gussy it up. They may want to glorify it and say, well, it's just because, you know, it's the national anthem and you're showing disrespect. But the, the bottom line is my house, my rules, your house, your rules. Well, it's the same thing with okay. the police. Darren Wilson, the white police officer that shot and killed Michael Brown, had been released from Jennings, Missouri, which is an adjacent community, because of his attitude toward citizens. So they fired him. So he goes to Ferguson. Okay. At any time, blacks who comprise a vast majority of the population in Ferguson could have changed the police department to any way that they perceived was right and fair. But they didn't do it. You know why? Because they wanted tough policing. That's what they wanted. And they demonstrated that later on when Mike Brown's mother, Leslie McFadden, ran for city council, blacks didn't come out and vote for her. Matter of fact, somebody black ran against Mayor Knowles, the longstanding mayor of Ferguson, for years beyond they kept him in office. Only recently have he been replaced. So no one asked the people, what do you want? In St. Louis, they're talking about defunding the police. There on Broadway, around the Baden area, you had a big shootout. People laying in the streets. Well, the cameras interviewed one of the black elderly people who lived in the area. You know what he said? He said there needs to be more police. He said, last year you had foot patrols in the community. You don't have it now. But at the same time, you got BLM protests, and you have some other activists calling for the defunding of the police and the closing down of the city workhouse. 
You know, Pianki, you sound just like such a great politician. Um, but I, I, I still say that defund the police, yeah, that was a bad slogan. Reform the police, yes, I can go with reform. I think the choice of words is just not a good thing. And like most Americans, only thing they're going to clap on is the, the word that they recognize the most, defund. And once again, fun, they think of money, and that's where it is. I think you need reform policies, period, across the nation, not just in one or two. I am glad you said that because I was watching a video some months ago about one of the um, representatives for Black Lives Matter, and she specifically said she didn't want any more police reform. She wanted defunding the police. You know, that's one thing. But And and see, Joe, you said something earlier. I I meant to comment on it as well. Mm -hmm. You know, as far as the Black Lives Matter movement and, you know, who's in charge, that's part of the other issue is nobody, there's so many fractions or chapters of it, you don't know really who's in charge, and I think that's why they really can't achieve as much as they could. With that being said, uh, the, the defund the thing, that's not going to work. It needs to be some reforms. It needs to be some change. Well, Taking the money away is not going to change the mentality. It's mm-hmm. not. In St. Louis, you got a mayor's election tomorrow. Tashara Jones, which is Vervis Jones' daughter, she's head of the, uh, I think she's head of the Treasury, I'm not sure. Her slogan is defund the police. It's in her campaign material. You know why she's doing that? Because during the summer, you had all these riots and protests, and they got a lot of these kids, the young people that was doing that, and also supportive of BLM, to get registered to vote. And that's what she's playing on. She's playing on their emotion. So when she in her campaign is calling for defund the police, she's sending a special coded message out to certain people. That's what okay. it is. All right. All right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. I see where this is going. I'm not biting on that. All right, y'all. We got about four minutes left in live air time, and we're going to get up out of here. You going bowling I wanna thank tonight? The Yankee. Yes, I is. Okay. Do the 300. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting close, man. 289 so far. I'm working there. Yeah, I'm getting good, there. Good. Um, yeah, but anyway, we're going to get up out of here. So, go on, Pianke. Give me some last words so we can roll out. Well, I'm hope I'm happy to hear from you and to know that you're still on this side of the, the soil, and I uh, hope that uh, I hope that you uh, I know, right? I hope that you remain stable, man. I haven't heard from you in a long time. <laughs> I know. Oh Lord, have mercy! Not dead, all right. <laughs> so that's my final. All right, thank you, Pianki. If I ain't no better, thank you was kind of threatening me there, but it's okay. <laughs> no, that was no I I fights back. I fights back. <laughs> but thank you. It's good to hear from you too, Pianki. You got another number on me. I got to remember this one now. All right, so you be good, man. Enjoy. All right, <laughs> all right, Joe. What you got for me? Well, uh, like always, when it comes down to the end, I'm a man of very few words. Just everybody be safe. Because of what's happening in America, which I uh, hope you have a show on, on whether or not the COVID, the lockdowns are a hoax or not. Um, I'd like to participate in that one. But in any case, everybody be safe. 
and enjoy the rest of your week until next time. You know, I had um, I had a couple of things planned to talk about COVID today. Basically, the different strains there are out there right now, and mm-hmm. you know what's more contagious than other. But I'll get to it next show. It'd be one of the first things I talk about the next show. Okay. So, but yeah. But thanks, Joe, for hanging out with me today. It was fun, man. Oh, Almost yeah. like old times. Just like the it. Person, only person missing was your friend, Maze. Oh, God. Did you ha- oh, Jesus. Hey, we were going on a nice, nice trajectory there. Oh, for God's sake. Oh, but she didn't, she didn't drop by today, okay? She didn't drop by today, oh, so it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. But I I'll guarantee she'll be here Monday. next week. <laughs> right, right. All right, man. Appreciate you. All right, I want to say thank y'all for listening to the show today, man. It was fun. Cuz, I see you hanging out with me. Thank you, brother. Um, everybody else that'll be listening later, thank you as well. We're going to get up out of here. Um, just remember, keep smiling, show appreciation, forgive with open heart, and make sure you forgive yourself first. And the biggest, best thing, learn to laugh at yourself. Laugh at yourself, everything else is just easy, man. It really is. Um, I can be found on social media, Facebook. Twitter, Instagram, uh, I guess that's all the ones I can think of right off the top of my head. So if y'all want to hit me up, email is ericletz, L-A-T-S, talk at gmail.com. You can send me some um, messages or what have you, uh, suggestions for topics. It doesn't matter. Just hang out with me. All right. But we're going to get up out of here once again. Thank y'all for hanging out. And see y'all next Monday at 2 p.m. Central, 3 Eastern, 12 Pacific time. I'll take you out here with a little, I think we're going to go with a little disco and heartbeat. Yeah, let's get it on. See y'all next Monday, man. Have a great week. We're out of here.
us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram.